Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, an non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. Hallelujah. Amen. The church is not an industry. You know, in, in industry, there is uh, there is novelty or innovation. The church is a home of life, and that life is driven by very simple things very simple things one of them is singing like we have sung that's why I expect some of you to be able to begin God's work it's very simple I've done it over and over and over that's why we are in grace and truth anywhere I find myself singing praying, preaching It's charismatics who think that they have to get a hall and get all these things. And even people come and play, they are not born again to begin with. Then they confuse people. Somebody comes to check the guy is not born again, he's chasing the girl, he's confused. Because the guy thinks that is how to do church. No. The apostolic pillars of a church, the word of God. Fellowship. Fellowship is not light. Lightings and what have you. That's what I mean by the church is not an industry. They are the basic things. With all our sophistication, the truth of the matter is the greater part of the church does not have what city churches have. And yet they are very vibrant, even in persecuted places. What is responsible for that? the warmth of fellowship, the word of God, the singing. You see? Where the singing is not overtaken by, you know, African culture, whatever culture. You don't, it's not ministering life. It's not bringing the word of God to you. No. So, simple things like this. Not our dressing. We have to look good, but, you know, that is church. There's no need for MC. The MC on the program. There's nothing like that. These are the making blocks of a church. People who love God. And then they have gathered in his name. And they are, they are concentrating on him to worship him. And then somebody can bring a word. Like I'm going to do this evening. Gifted individuals within the church. They bring the word of God. that we sing together, that the word of God will dwell richly in us. That is church. Then we pray. 
That is church. Very, very simple. Very simple. So you can have churches right where you are, in your home. In my house, my wife is a pastor. I attend the church. Sometimes they want me to talk. I don't, they don't know why I don't want to contribute. I just look at them and I'm, I'm listening to what they are saying. And they're having devotion. I know everything. When they make spell, uh, uh, pronunciation mistakes, I know. When they make theological mistakes, I know. I'm just sitting there and listening. Singing, praying the word of God. It's a church. And then you invite others. When I came to see that was what I was thinking about and writing on my, on my phone on growth. How to make others. Because it is worth giving this thing to others. It's worth giving it to others. See? And, and in, in the history of the church, people have had that experience, maybe at home. They grew up to 10, 15, 20, 50, 100. In the home, it was just growing. That is church. Before the institutionalism sets in and the denominationalism and the hierarchy and all those things that stifle the flow of the Spirit of God. It's a very simple thing. The church is not show. See? It's not a performance at all. It's a center of life. I don't think your body is a show. Your body, your eyes is your eye is not making a show. Your ear is making a show. It is life. Amen. The Bible says the Son of Man has has come and has given us an understanding of all things. So so that is that is that's church. It's so simple that two or three can make a church. So simple that two or three can make a church. Where two or three are gathered in my name. So simple. So simple. When it, when it becomes something we watch, we have moved away from church. Something we watch. So people sit down, they cross their legs, and they're watching people doing something. No, that's not church. You participate, praying together, singing together. Even in preaching, there is participation. Your hearts are open to the word of God. You are receiving. See, you are on, you're on the same frequency with the preacher. That's why you can say amen. Because it is a participation. That's why you can receive an impartation. That's why the Holy Spirit can fall upon you whilst preaching. Peter was preaching because you participate. If you are not in it, you can receive that blessing. And the miracles happen and all of that. So that is how simple the church is. Amen? That's, that's how simple it is. Very simple. I don't feel that Sunday is superior to today. I don't know. It's good. Sunday is very good. But what a blessing also like this. Simplicity of worship. 
and of fellowship. Amen. Very simple. So sadly, the church doesn't change because now we have gathered, you know, no, it, it has not changed. It's a simple things. Never forget that. Simple things make a church happen. Very simple things. People who love the Lord and they have gathered together and they are concentrating on him and worshiping him. And to help the worship, they pray. To help the worship, they sing. Amen? They listen to the word of God. Very simple. Very, very simple. The simplicity of worship. It's not a performance at all. This is how simple churches, Martha, Mary rather, at the feet of Jesus. That's very simple. That's church. And she was receiving the word of God. Very simple. Very, very simple. Luke chapter 9. Daily strength reading. The simplicity of church. You know. That, that's how come. Are, are you here? That's how come. You see, what we are doing, that is church. Preaching is not a, a professional thing. You know, a charismatic thing to do. You know, it's preaching time. And then there's a swag. And you know, somebody said this and all these movements. That is not it. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just, Jesus chose very natural people. Peter. This one. And the notes they left out is not the mechanics, how to do this and how not to do that. No. It's just their simple life. You know. I was saying something before I switched on to this one. What was I talking about? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus, Martha, Mary was at the feet of Jesus. Very simple. Listening to the word of God. That's church. That is the picture of church. That's the picture of church. Our pastor here, Vazabas, was telling me of somebody who said, you know, I think the person that probably even left the church in, in his place. When are we going to have an anniversary? Anniversary cloth. Yeah. Because your ignorant mind tells that is what church is. See that? So you buy five years and you go and sew or something, then you bring it come and misbehave and you have never changed you don't understand so they need a standard bearer like myself by the grace of God I never stop saying that we set the record straight by the grace of God that this is how churches this is Christianity this is it it's not t-shirts. It's good. Wear them. We're talking about simplicity. 
when the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come. That's all. Coming back to the heart of worship. The basics of worship make a church. The basics of worship, it makes a church. The basics of worship makes a church. The basics of worship. What is it? The word, prayer, you are loving God, obedience. Simple, simple things. Basics. And when, when we are doing anything in church, you do it with that spirit. Maybe you are serving, you are into hospitality, into protocol. You carry those basic elements. You see? That's why in the church when we are appointing people to serve, we don't say, let's look for the caterers who works at this place. No. We look for the people who have been through the meal in church. Bring the Stevens and the Phillips and all these guys and they're going to get a job done. See? Yesterday I was telling some pastors I met with that when God says, take this tree and bring it down here, as far as God is concerned, it's not when you took it here, you brought it here, that is, that is it. No, how you brought it is the issue. Not it is here. How you brought it. How you brought it. Not I brought it, but how. That's, that's, that's worship. The how is the worship. So, the Bible, the prophet said, these people are praising me with their mouths. They are doing that thing. They are on their mics. The lights are flashing everywhere. Awesome. Wonderful generation. But their hearts are far away from me. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we have not forgotten, forgotten ourselves. Not at all. The simplicity of worship. At a time God called Martin Luther, Martin Luther came on the scene, you know, and brought the reformation. The church had gotten so industrialized. Even the way the priest dressed. So what is this? Where did they get it from? The basis were gone. But it's a very simple thing. Church is at the feet of Jesus. See after me. Church is at the feet of Jesus. When I'm at the feet of Jesus, church has begun. When does church begin? When does it begin? At the feet of Jesus. That's where it begins. That is where you become a better person, at the feet of Jesus, at the feet. That's where you get sanctified. Amen. That's why you have better wives and, and husbands. At the feet of Jesus. <laughs> it's the basics. At the feet of Jesus. Down at your feet, oh God, is the most high place. There's a song like that. Down at your feet, oh God, is the most high place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I seek your face, I seek your face. There is no higher calling, no greater honor than to land. I'm amazed at your glory. 
Then the worship rise and fall. It rise and fall. Spontaneous spontaneity. We break into prayer. We worship. We adore. I mean, that, that's church. <laughs> in this simplicity, in this primitiveness. That's church. That's church. It's not just in that all. Amen. And then the fruit of your life as a result of all of that. The fragrance of holiness, of purity, righteousness, zeal, zealous of good works, because church has happened. Not, not that we say we are having church, the more church we have, the more worldly we become. The more church we have, the more dirty we become. Dirty. Pastor is dirty, members are dirty, everybody is dirty. They talk dirty, they think dirty, they live dirty, they relate dirty. It's, it's, church. it's not church. Forget about your titles. That's church. That's church. And then the experience of the Spirit. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. One man. Most of the churches. At the time of John, they were not in the spirit. There were many, they were not in the spirit. Only one man was in the spirit. Men. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Amen. When you understand what I'm saying, I'm very happy. Sometimes I see them on your state, I say, hey, I think this guy understands what, what, what I say. Amen. Sometimes we preach that we don't see much. The feedback is like you don't understand what's going on. So I went to so forth, see some fell on good grounds and this and that. It brought forth 30 fruit, four, uh, fold fruits and 60, 70, 80, 100. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, I'm very jealous for the thing called church. That's all. I, 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 my mind is always, is always on the church. Yeah. The church of Jesus Christ is the greatest thing ever in the whole world. Amen. You understand what church is? You do? All right. So, Father, we thank you. We ask that you minister to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And that's what revival is all about. See? We are bringing that spirit back to the church. It's coming back fully. Yes, it's coming back. It's coming back. We will start Revival Africa meetings again. Not. Yeah. 
are going to have R-A-B-S-S-S, Revival African Beyond Special Sovereign Services. Under the theme, flaming theme, the chariots of fire. Yeah. Because this is the generation of transition. Yeah. God will, will, will call some of you. He has called you, but it will become evident. Reformers, people to rectify the sacred lines. You are not going to follow the pattern of death. But you are going to bring the simplicity of worship into the house of God. The prophets of Baal had introduced wrong kind of worship. A lot of gimmicks and rigmarole and noise. The simple worship. Where you bring a lamb, you offer it to God, you, you walk in obedience. It had changed. Because Jezebel had come and brought a horde of false prophets. And they have changed the worship style in the church. Then came Elijah from nowhere. And Elijah are still in town. People will say, where did this one come from? This year, you will appear like that. And then when he came, he fought the status quo. But along the line, he got tired. Sometimes God's fighters can get weary. But when they get weary, the move of God is so important to God that God raises a successor. So God says, go anoint Elisha. Go and anoint him. He's going to carry on. And thank God Elisha did awesome. Prophetic experience is inside. Greater works, the destiny, the prophetic destiny of the church. Where churches will not get smaller. Where the glory of God on a larger scale and dimension is going to be revealed. Amen. So prepare yourself well or you'll be left behind. Yeah, so that God can, you can be a part of this glory. Arise and shine, the light is come, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. What a day to be alive. Praise God. So there's more to what we are doing. It's not just, you know, always doing the same thing. Very small. Very small. So much more. Or else we wouldn't talk about soaring. There is so much more. You must know the ABCs of the gospel. You must know more. You must know what it means to move beyond being just born again. To serving God. I read today of a, of a woman, I think probably she should be in a, she should hit 80 by now and more. She said, I'm in my last trimester 
of service to God. That's what the woman said. I'm in my last triumph. You know, the women, you know what I'm talking about. Said, I'm in my last triumph. Because she has served the Lord for a long time. And she started going to gym so that she can keep her body in shape. Even in the 70s and 80s, a lady. So that she can serve God more. You, you are lazy, you are retired. At this level. Yeah. So, we are living in awesome days. I believe God is calling women, some women to prayer. Okay? Calling you to prayer. Come, flaming woman of prayer. <laughs> Your goal in the church is not just to have a wedding and drop some few babies here and there and just be. You know, by the way, we are not here for that. The height of our ministry is not when we dedicate children and do weddings. There is more to what we are doing. Amen. You have a pastor prophet, so he tells it just as it is. You know, sometimes I don't really know what's going on. What is this guy saying? Yeah, I'm under the influence to cause influence. That is what is happening. Under the influence. It's a spirit at work. Amen. Sometimes you come here, you don't hear things that make you happy. Yeah. Like Wednesday, I won the church. I said, be careful of hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because the voice of God is in this place. So the Lord give you understanding. Isaiah the fortieth chapter, the verse number thirty-one. I'm happy to talk to young people. What a future that lies ahead of you. I sent Pastor Abbas a certain message of a man. I think he was now in his 70s or whatever. And a young minister was hosting him. Even when he preached at that age, 70, nobody gave his life to Christ. Because the Lord needed him. He did not mind. He said, well, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. So the young minister asked him, what counsel do you have for me when they go and preach and they come back? He said, you know what? should have done my best when I was young. In fact, he, I think he gave, him, he gave the man a shirt that all that I did not do, may the Lord help you to do. The man said, you ask for this shirt, I won't wear it. I'm afraid of such a life. <laughs> so young people, it's time to serve the Lord. Amen? It's time to serve the Lord. Time to serve the Lord. It's time to serve the Lord. Don't age out of service. Serve Him. 
serve the Lord. Even when you are due for marriage, whoever comes into your life can see that this guy is serving the Lord. It's my husband to be. Hey, he serves God. Does not serve me. Oh, yeah. Not that he doesn't love you, but you can see that somebody comes first before you. His name is God. Amen. Yeah, and it's for your own good. When I ask those who husbands don't love God, you will see what they will tell you. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 31. But they that wait upon the Lord. Let's all read it ready to go. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. One more time. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and will not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Amen. Teach me, Lord, to wait. So tonight, the Lord is doing just that. He's teaching us. We are talking about soaring the way up, waiting on the Lord. Soaring the way up, waiting on the Lord. Soaring the way up, waiting on the Lord. Soaring the way up. The direction of soaring is upward. In fact, it is more upward than forward. The way up. And the way up is waiting on the Lord. Psalm 27, the verse number 13 and 14. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 27, 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. What verse 13 is telling you is that expectation should never leave you. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Expectation should never leave you. See after me. Expectation should never leave me. Amen. The, the, the secret expectations of who you can become, what can happen, the glory that can be revealed, the prophetic expectations, you should keep them. You should keep them. But he said, I have fainted unless... I had those expectations. 
see the glory of God. See the beauty of the Lord. See yourself soaring beautifully in righteousness and in holiness this year. See yourself. See yourself living all garments of filthiness, everything behind. And being clothed upon with the light of God. See yourself. So that you don't faint. There, are, there is a position around you. See, your, see yourself. Conquering. See yourself shutting the mouth of lions. See yourself quenching the violence of fire. See yourself escaping the edge of the sword. See yourself. That's Christianity. Be your own seer. Did you hear what I said? Be your own seer. Yeah. I don't think you are going to see bad things for yourself. Not at all. Something must be wrong. It's somebody who tells you tomorrow you will die. But when it is you talking to you, you say, I shall live. And not die. To declare the glory of God. May you see so much until you can tell a prophet, your prophecy is too small for me. It's too small. I'll become more than what you're talking about. If Jesus had not said greater works shall we do, people could have restricted us. Don't do that. Don't do it. Come on preaching. You say, don't preach. You can't do, you can't preach. Which is the beginning of greater works, by the way. Just the beginning. Now, the verse number 14, wait on the Lord. That word, which was in Isaiah, is right here. Wait on the Lord. So, in a new year like this, this is God's word to God's people. We don't start off, you know, by bringing motivational junk to God's people. Don't close the Bible and start, you know, setting goals and to where? This is Christianity. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and you shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Listen, just this scripture is within the scripture is the explosion of somebody's life. Yeah. Within the scripture is the explosion of your life. If only you do it. At the end of our message, I will, I will talk about that. What is the point in, of waiting on the Lord if I'm not going to do it? Then what are you waiting for? You waited for me for six hours and I came out from my room to tell you, do this. And you didn't. So you did not do it. So why in the world were you waiting? If you do this, 
Nothing is against you, I'm telling you. Nothing is against you. Wait on the Lord. You are a wife, that's what to do. You are a husband, that's what to do. You are a student, that's what to do. You are looking for a miracle, a breakthrough. What, what is it? Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. In other words, you will not be disappointed. Say after me, I will not be disappointed. You wait on man, you'll be disappointed. I heard of a great preacher, very great. He's still alive. He said they went to somebody for money. Told this. Certain rich man promised them. It's not only girls who have problems of promise and faith. That is when I realized that a pastor too has promise and faith. He has a spirit of promise and faith. He said they waited. Uh, first of all, the man gave them a check. When they went, the check had bounced. Then he said, come, come and see me. They went to lie at his door. They were there. Uh, he never came out. Wait on the Lord, not on a rich man. On the Lord. Who made Solomon rich, by the way? Wait on the one who made Solomon rich. Wait on Solomon. Wait on the Lord. Don't wait on some so-called man of power. If Isaiah was waiting on Uzziah, he would come to chapter 6 and realize that in the king that Uzziah died, in, in, the, in the year that King Uzziah died, like the main sponsor of my ministry has died. The main person who is helping me, paying my school fees, and wait on the Lord. On him. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thy heart. He will do something to you. You will not faint. Wait. Repetition means emphasis. I say on the Lord. That's David talking. So what will be your response then? I'll wait. I will wait. Say after me, I will wait. One more time. I thank God for every time I waited on him. It has never been in vain. Every time. Waiting on the Lord had produced books. Waiting on the Lord giving me testimonies of victories. Waiting on the Lord has blessed lives. Waiting. Soaring the way out. Waiting on the Lord. Soaring the way up. What is the way up? That is what we're talking about. Waiting on 
the Lord. If we don't start from there, how are we, how are we going to solve them? That is God's way of assessing heights. So, soaring is not by accident. See, it's not by accident. God is accident free. <laughs> he doesn't do things by accident. That is why all this theory of, you know, evolution, big, big bang theory and all this is just a bunch of madness. Because God, I like the way you are sitting. Amen. I'm very happy. It's, it's, it's great. Very great. So that something will be written on the, on the tables of your heart. Amen. So, we don't saw by accident. No. We don't. We don't. There is a clear path. A, there is a definitive way. If there is an eternal way. Show us the ancient path. Lead us along the eternal highways. We want to follow the footsteps of Jesus, of, of the prophets and the apostles. We want to enter your rest. We want to solve. How many of you want to solve? All right. It's not an emotion. Neither is it an, by accident. Amen. Don't sleep behind your mask, please. I want to bless you. Can you say amen? I really want to bless you. I'm conscious in the Holy Ghost that I'm blessing people. So if you want, you'll be blessed. Nothing can lift you up than the Word of God. So a message like this is showing us the clear path of progress. How many of you want to make progress this year? Wonderful. Soaring the way up. Waiting on God, on the Lord. You can soar. Students can soar. Amen. Professionals like you can soar. I can soar. Why not? I can soar so much that my profiting appears on you all. Right? Yes. No limits, no boundaries. You can soar. Literally. This year, God is talking to every member of our church that it's time to solve. It's time to do what? So, No chicken living. No pygmy life. Pygmy. You know what a pygmy is? Dwarf. No. God wants to make a giant out of you. That you, that you live so much, so well. 
so high it's possible that's why the word of god is coming to you when god's word came to you to repent didn't you repent those who have repented didn't you repent when it came to you to be blessed were you not blessed now it has come to you to saw will you saw or you won't saw you saw i will saw amen say i will saw so we are dancing in between isaiah chapter 40 and chapter 60. all right the, the anchor scripture actually is Isaiah chapter 60. That is what it is a prophetic picture of sorrow for the sins for the church. But in Isaiah chapter 40, we see the engine room <laughs> of the sorrow. What is making it happen? Where the dynamics are where the turbines are running and making a move in chapter 60. Are you following what I'm saying? So, how do we get to chapter 60? Chapter 40 got us there. It is what is powering, powering the flight. It's powering the flight. And it begins from waiting. Every one of you that I see here can attain unimaginable heights by waiting on the Lord. Unimaginable heights. Unimaginable. Unimaginable. To blow your mind. God becomes your equal if he ceases to shock you. So when I say unimaginable heights, you should believe what I'm saying. That God always ex exceeds your expectation. Because that is what the apostle said. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think of. God always outworks your praying, your planning, your thinking, your imagining. In the realm of the supernatural, when God gets to work, there's no familiarity. Even if I read the dead before, he will shock you with the next thing that he will do. Oh, yes. So when, when, when this man tells you to wait, you have to wait. When he not the God of wonders, the God of wonders without number. When he says wait, you had better wait. Brother, you better wait. You better wait. You have not seen ministry yet. Wait. When he says wait, wait. He has something he's going to do. You have not seen miracle yet. When he says wait, you better wait. You have not seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living yet. When he says wait, 
my soul wait patiently wait power belongs to the Lord once you have spoken twice about him the power belongs unto the Lord so this evening the Lord is saying that this is the way up waiting on me the Lord a lot of people don't care about the Lord so they run their life into crisis Huh? What do you say in your song? Something, something, crisis, and then, 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 dices. What do you say? You have forgotten. Or Kingsley has to say it. It is his version. Crisis. Because you don't wait. If you just dance and jump, you don't learn sense from their songs. You are not learning well. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm not insulting you, I'm telling you the truth. One of, the, one of them, he said, I want to, he said, Pastor, I want to, I want to counsel people through my song. I don't even want to do the gospel uh, uh, proper. I just want to counsel. So his mind is, even, he thinks he is, you want to counsel people. He want to counsel you and you, you are not listening to counsel. So I just jump in. So I'm saying that if you wait on the Lord, you will escape, you will, you will escape hell on earth. People don't wait. They don't. They're in a hurry. I'll never forget the story of a lady, but I read. I still have it. It got my attention so much that I made a photocopy of it. True story. She said the story at the World Council of Churches. She was leading one of the groups, workshops. By the time that he was, she was sharing the story, the husband had left her. He was just left with about two kids. And then she said, there was this thing here. She was rushing ahead. And there was a voice. The Lord, God was saying, wait. <laughs> he said, he said. So, so later on, he said, he thanked God. He has come through for him. He has not lost, she has not lost her mind. You know, her church had surrounded her community of, of, of the church, and she's doing well now, but she lost it. At, at, I think about 35, everything came to an end. Wait on the Lord. Wait. What is the Lord there for? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. But that is not going to happen until you wait. <laughs> wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. He will show you things. He will speak to you. So, that's the first thing. This is, this is priority message. Priority message. You know, sometimes we have priority passenger or priority whatever. It's like, this is, it should be treated special. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Priority what? 
preference passenger have you heard that word before priority passenger or priority? like this person is is this thing is special this is a priority message so that you can this thing can happen to you not talking not, not, not even planning but waiting on the Lord plan to wait on the Lord don't plan God out of your life and, and you are not waiting waiting you see one of the places that you wait for a long time okay who, who can tell me when it comes to transportation system transport there are taxis it's a form of transport right are you here there is train it's a form of transport there are buses There are airplanes am i right which of these places do you have to wait for long before you get on board yes which rita airport the airplane airport even if you have not flown before you just know that Maybe the way this thing is very big. Yeah. Sometimes you say you have sat in the bus, the bus is not moving. You are angry. Wait until you go to the airport. Now, what is that telling you? Those who are flying are those who waited the most. If I release you right now, this evening, you just go to the roadside. You just do this. Go into a French or Chrono. You enter. You go nowhere. You just drop down. No, you, you didn't fly. Nothing. There's no waiting. You enter. You get out. That's all. I'm going to Accra. You enter. You get out. Sometimes you are, we call it check-in. You are checking in two hours, three hours before embarking on the plane waiting <laughs> so so those who fly they have mastered the art of waiting you see them with their books they are reading if they are serious people you see them drinking they, with their drink they are relaxing all kinds of posters some are listening to their ipod uh, uh, something so to fly you have to wait to fly you have to wait to fly you have to wait if you just want to be doing the horizontal thing from one point a to point b then you don't need waiting but if you really want to 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 be lifted up you want to change realms and levels and estates then you have to wait let me flip the other side even the way to get the visa to fly is a waiting process you just enter a bus here 
how much one city you pay you get down i'm going to accra you enter you pay you get that you can't go to the airport you say have, this is my money where is the meat the meat for the airport where's the driver in the meat <laughs> You go and download application. You do it. Then these days, depending on which country you want to go to, they will book you. It's a whole process. So that you can fly. God is telling us, my child, you want to fly? You have to wait. Don't, don't rush. Wait. And it's amazing. Let's take it higher. It's amazing that when you when those who enter uh, public transport say we are going to Accra, sometimes those who are flying to Accra that you see them going. They entered in. The VIP station, you see them at Asafo or Hotel. <laughs> Just when your plane did like this, you have overtaken them. <laughs> Sometimes they can start at midnight, 12. Or maybe a little bit, they want to reach at dawn. They set off at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Then you start at 6 in the morning and you reach before them. Speed belongs to those who wait. It's never a disadvantage to wait on the Lord. There are three things that makes waiting on the Lord important. Three things. How many things? How many things? Number one. Waiting on the Lord focuses your vision. It focuses your vision. Start to wait on the Lord. You see, you see clearly what your life is about. The cameras of our vision, they are well set during times of waiting. The cameras of our vision, they are well set during waiting. On the other hand, we become hazy and dull in vision when we don't wait. Our spiritual eyesight gets stronger in times of waiting on the Lord. <laughs> the cameras of our vision are well set during times of waiting we become hazy and dull when we don't wait our spiritual eyesight gets stronger in times of waiting on the Lord when you wait on the Lord things get cleared between you and your vision things get clear the vision sees you and you see the vision I see the moon and the moon sees me God bless my future and God bless me. You see. 
you see with details what your life is about you need no prophet for that that's why we wait so one way not to waste your life and time is to wait because things get clearer when you, things are not clear you waste time so waiting eliminates waste waiting eliminates wasting that is the number one essence of waiting two it releases strength for accomplishment when you wait it releases strength capacity for accomplishment what are the things that you want to do you have not been able to do listen money is not the it's not a problem a witch somewhere is not your issue just wait and there will be power to change by the time the apostles the disciples were waiting on the Lord and then they got strengthened nothing had changed all the forces against them they were present the Pharisees were there the, the imperial power of the of Rome was there paganism was there heathenism immorality everything was darkness so what changed they got strengthened for accomplishment things that are against you don't need to change you have to change to change those things nothing is going to change for you that is the meaning of scriptures like out of weakness where made strong but that means the weakness is still there but you came out god who commands light to shine out of darkness the darkness was still there but light came out so when you wait on the lord number one it focuses your vision vision becomes clear so clear in fact you have so much clarity that now it becomes a problem in realizing them it's like this one comes this one comes is there anyone like so all these things were part of the thing and it makes you stronger it releases strength for accomplishment that's number two right number three is it provides a catalyst for speed which I've said already catalyst for speed you mount up with wings as eagles speed when you wait on the Lord you you, you gain speed something that could have taken you 10 years you are able to accomplish it in a year speed speed listen anything that is slow in your life turn to waiting on God anything that is slow this thing is not coming early for me this thing is like this turn to waiting on somebody is not minding you 
a certain miracle is not happening you are being denied and denied and denied he said no enough of this I'm going to wait on the Lord it will stop there you have speed Kadahas. in the waiting the chariots of fire for your transition will come for you you are waiting you are in the place of waiting Jacob at Jabok as you are there waiting wrestling with the angel of the Lord then you hear a tap here is the chariot sit inside your level is changing we are we, we are going higher enough your warfare is accomplished now when you put all those three things together you saw your vision is focused strength is released there's catalyst for speed you saw soaring for you how many of us are going to soar? beautiful amen going to solve this year we are intentional and deliberate instructional instruction is coming on sorry don't be left behind that's why the word of God is coming to us with clarity because this thing does not happen by accident or by emotions no, there is a way you go for it. I'm going to soar. I'm going to soar. You leave all this low level life, you leave it behind. You, you, you check out from all the restraining, controlling environmental forces. Yeah. You leave all your peers behind. You leave them. Because I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's all because you took waiting on the Lord seriously. waiting on the Lord. As you wait on him, chains will break. As you wait on him, things will happen. Take it as if there is nobody in the world except you and God. There's no hospital, no doctor, no bank, no uncle. There's no number on your phone. now waiting on the Lord Elijah put his head here <laughs> the Bible didn't say he prayed oh. he, he, he concealed it in the posture it, it is in James that we saw that he prayed but in the Old Testament it was a posture 
waiting put his head here seven times go 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 he will rise for him because he waits on him he is not going importunity he is not going importunate prayer oh yes you are on the prayer floor prayer floor churches have we have dancing floor it is too common it's time to have prayer floor prayer floor prayer floor where tongues of fire are released like rockets launching into enemies territories dance but pray dramatize but pray christianity is still strong in that realm of waiting on god praying not the other things it is still the power house is still in the prayer oh yes not not lot of meetings prayer prayer waiting on the lord but that's what you do when you are waiting you pray what do you think hannah was doing she waited that's that's waiting Everybody went to home. Stayed behind. Oh, yes. Let there be sounds of prayer everywhere. Some sisters used to pray downstairs some time ago. I don't know, you know, whether they stopped or whatever. There, there was prayer at the church. Some of the things I began, you must know, but I can't continue. My responsibilities are too many. I used to take people down there after Sundays to go and pray so that I can just help them. You think I can, I can continue doing that? No, I have other things I'm doing. It's just to push, bring you to the hill and push you down so that you can now move. Waiting on the Lord. Yes. Waiting on the Lord. Look, God is not a man that you should lie. But God is also a man that when you call upon him, he will answer. <laughs> he, he will come. You will hear him like you call somebody else. Call on to me and I will answer. Except you bless me, I will not let you go. say, what is your name? That's God talking. May you hear God asking you a certain question that will lead you into a phase of life that you have never been before. Yes. So you are, in, you are waiting on the Lord. Fully yielded to him. I am yours, Lord. I am yours, Lord. Completely abandoned to you. That's waiting on the Lord. Except you bless me, I will not let you go. That's waiting on the Lord. That's waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. I want to show us a picture of waiting on the Lord. Two more chapters after Isaiah chapter 60. You will land in Isaiah chapter 62. Perhaps Isaiah is saying that 
in, in, in chapter 40, Israel was caught up in depression. So he came speaking comfortably to them that I see, I see through the eyes of the Spirit that the future is bright. So you don't, you don't need to be depressed. Wake up, Israel. Wake up, Zion. Arise and shine. So he came from a position of comfort that you don't have to give in. You don't have to give up. You, you, you have been wondering whether there is hope for you. Yes, arise and shake. That's what I see. I see so much happening with you. I see so many things. So get up and shine. From prophecy to responsibility. Then after the prophecy was given in chapter 62, now he calls them to contend for the prophecy. Pray for it. This is it. So they were depressed. Chapter 40, he speaks comfortably to them and brings them to the vision of chapter 60. What a future they see there. So this is what God is going to do? Yes. Kings shall even come to our rising. Amazing. Then he says, but because of this, now give yourself to prayer. Begin to wait on God. Content for this is it. I'm, I've given you classified information. This is a, a, a secret knowledge in heaven that has been leaked by prophecy to you. Now begin to engage in prayer. So he says, for Zion's sake, if this is it, then for Zion's sake, for shining sake, for soaring sake, for everything in chapter 60, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until <laughs> until I change. Until Abigail become an eternal excellency. It is in Isaiah chapter 6. Until something happens to Abigail has changed. Until, until kings come to my rising. Brother, look at, look at what we are saying. Kings are coming to your rising. It's not a small thing. You have to sit up. Your prophecy determines your prayer. If tomorrow that says the Lord, you buy King K. And you have five Ghana cities, will you pray? Even if you use some to buy something today, tomorrow there will be change and you buy. Is there snow? I mean, you just even snoring is this prophecy. I will fulfill it myself. But kings shall come to your rise. You understand what that means? They shall come. You never thought kings would come to you, but that says the Lord. And for this, I will, hold, I will not hold my peace. I can't be quiet. I'm, I'm receiving certain guests in my house. I can't be quiet. They must come. Your friends have visited you. Our people, they don't, they, are no, they don't bring anything to you. But kids from school, they come and visit you. God wants kings to visit you. Kings. 
it belongs to the church it belongs to the seed of abraham it belongs to zion kings shall come to your rise the reason why they arrested paul was not because of crime they were coming to his rising as a pharisee no king cared about him but he became such a generational luminary a shining and a burning light kings summon him appear before us thou strange light who are you the things you say it beats our mind our wise men and philosophers can't handle you you are beyond our age you speak from another realm you are talking resurrection you are speaking the wisdom of god in the mystery what is this light I'm not small. I can't be small. Don't measure me by where I stay. Where I stay. Who cares about being abroad? Who cares about being a doctor and this and that? No, there is something we have found. The word of the Lord. It makes us something. Until the 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 the, 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 the wise of this world they begin to inquire. They come after you. Kings shall come to your rise. They shall come. They shall come. So for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. How can I? And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness that go forth as brightness. It go forth as Isaiah chapter 16. That's what he's saying. And the salvation thereof as a lamb that burneth. Everything there is light, glory, rising, soaring. Verse 2. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness. And all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. Where do you come from? God is talking to you. What is the history of your life? God is talking to you. All these amazing things were spoken to Israel. They were the few, the fewest of all people. They were ethnic minority. But they were becoming a majority by prophecy. That should also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. I told you Isaiah is a prophet of the Christ and of his church. Thou shalt no more be turned forsaken. Neither shall thy land any more be turned desolate. No, no, no. People like to be around you. No more forsaken. When you read Isaiah chapter 16, he said, those who did not like you, they forsook you. They will come and bow to you. See, all these, these, these things have happened in types and shadows in the Bible. Like Joseph. All the people did not like him. From Judah to the rest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's amazing. Thou shalt be called Hephzibah, 
thy land Beulah. For the Lord delights in thee. The Lord delights in me. Verse 12. And they shall call them the holy people. Unique. The word holy is unique. The redeemed of the Lord. That shall be called sought out. A city. Not forsaken. Soaring the way up. Waiting on the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and we bless you for a word of instruction to make us soul. We receive it and we wait on you and we soar with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI page today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.